Hey, thanks for being a part of the conversation. Let's do it. Let's play it forward. These are real people, real stories, the struggle to play it forward. Episode number 579 is with Chaz West from Westbound. All right, Howard. How are you doing? Doing very well. So what, yeah, what yeah. have you been up to outside of writing songs, man? Oh, well, you know, we did. We started doing some touring again uh, last year. <gasps> nice. Started last summer when everything started opening up again. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then we're doing a new record and uh, just came from Nashville. I signed with a new label now, so they're based out of Nashville. So, so yeah, things are on the up and up again. How about you? Yeah, the same thing. But I, I, I want to talk about that moment about going back out on stage because I've discovered a new respect for it it's like it's like when when you're up there and those people are are receiving what you're delivering i mean have do you do you find yourself in a place where you're respecting the the what that that moment that you bring to them absolutely i mean i love it i mean it's the greatest high in the world and, <laughs> and if you feel like you know well you know i mean it's, it's the excitement of it all and uh the adrenaline rush but um if you can feel like you're getting across to what you meant when you wrote the lyrics yep. in the song and you see it in their eyes and their, you know, their faces and the, and just the overall reaction. It's it's a great feeling. I, I yeah. am a face reader. Are you one too? Because I study how they're how they're acting, reacting, what they're moving to, what they're what they're not Absolutely. moving to. Oh my god! Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and I feed off of it, you know, and yep. I feed off the energy that comes from the crowd, and uh, you know, and then I try to accelerate it even more. So. <laughs> Do you ever get yourself in a moment where you where you look at somebody in the band? And you go because I do this all the time with my wife. I'll go watch this, and and all of a sudden it's like woof, you're on your way. Right, sure, I get what you're saying. Absolutely, <laughs> I, I call it. It's it's chemistry on stage. It's an unspoken language. But yeah. it but it doesn't happen overnight. It takes years of developing. I mean that that's Absolutely. the thing that so, so many of these young musicians and DJs and things like that think that oh I'm already the star. No, no, you don't no, know the not. language. Yeah. No. No, you got you got to you know pay your dues and you got to learn the ropes and as I did too. Yeah. You know I knew I think the first time I mean maybe I felt a little magic with some local stuff I did before I got a break but the first time I really felt magic was when I was playing with Jason Bonham band with Jason Bonham I was just I was like wow <laughs> this it was just it was not like we knew each other we really didn't that well. You know, but it's just there was a musical chemistry that was just, uh, you know, out of this world. Has booking a performance changed for you? Because it sure has for me. It's it's not all about just reaching out there anymore. You've got to go where the people are and they're on the digital platform. Absolutely right. I agree. You know, it's not like it used to be. Um, but in some ways, people after the you know shutdown especially people are dying for live music mm -hmm. again they're just they're you know i see it i see it in their faces i can see how much they just like envelop it and just oh god yes thank you <laughs> you know and that's a great feeling uh i think there are too many tribute bands out there right now yeah, i think so too my personal opinion yes but yeah. yeah. So how do how do you deal with those people that that want to wheel and deal with you? Because I mean, I, I'm in that position right now where it's like they want to make a deal, and it's like, God, if I were a dentist, I don't make a deal as a dentist. Well, that's just it. You know, we're we're not at a swap meet, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, right? You know, I mean, we, yeah, okay. No, it's like this is the set price. Um, and if you want to, you know, haggle a little bit of a couple hundred dollars as far as like a percentage. Plus a guarantee plus the percentage, maybe we can work that. 
But no, this is pretty much this set price. This is it. You know, I've been at this game for a long time. And, you know, um, there you go. I mean, this is what I do for a living. This is not charity. You know, <laughs> I do some of those events sometimes and I'm, I'm happy and, and uh, you know, pleased and proud to do it. You know, those charity events. But no, this is how I make my living. This is not a hobby, you know, and some of these promoters, you try to get that across to them. Yep. Especially, you know, and I, I, I predicted this during the pandemic because I was like, when everything opens up again, it's going to be dog eat dog. Yep. Because, you know, they're all trying to make up their money that they lost, you know. And uh, I mean, I even saw just played in Vegas. I mean, everything is ridiculously expensive. So, and that's what it is. And it's the same kind of thing. But when you're dealing with talent, you know, it's like, no, this is, this is it. I, my, my resume speaks for itself. And, uh, you know, you want to haggle a little bit? Yeah, like maybe if, <laughs> if it's worth it, but maybe. But I'm not, you know, no, I know you have to be, you have to, pl- you know, be hardlined about it. I was recently um, with an arena owner, and he told me that he can't stand the summer months because a lot of bands go to these little festivals in, in every little city. And he says that it hurts him at the arena. Do you find that to be a real story? I don't know. I mean, last played Vegas last weekend, and one of the shows was sold out. So ah, I don't necessarily, but that's Vegas, <laughs> you know. So yeah, right. So, but you know, um, I mean, I, I do. Yeah, obviously, there's more festivals out in the middle of nowhere, you know, in the summertime, you know, um, and so maybe that affects some of the clubs. I do hear that some of the clubs, like you know, out like you said, there's smaller towns and cities um yeah I, I believe that could affect things slightly mm-hmm. you know um i think the main thing is that i think promoters need to open up their minds a bit more and as far as original bands because it seems to me that you know they just want uh tribute bands majority mm-hmm. majority of the time not only that but i'm just saying i've just noticed this trend since everything started reopening again last year um, that, you know, well, they know that they know what they're getting with that. So, you know, and, and, uh, and then I find out with some of the, you know, tribute bands are making, you know, more money into than original bands that yep. put a records out, you know, and uh, to me that that's just not right. I'm seeing, I'm seeing that a lot here in the Carolinas where these tribute bands are coming in and they're creating festivals around that. And I, and right. I, I, I just, it really, I don't want to knock what they're doing, but at the same time, I'm going, this, the, they're not the originals. They're, they're not, these doing are not it. the original guys. Exactly. I agree. And then that some of them get egos like that are out of control. They start thinking that they're them, <laughs> you know, not all, but I'm just saying I've seen it. A few times here and there. Well, what about that law that the United States government put into action that if you don't have what, what is it, one or two members of the original band, you cannot be that band. But all these tribute bands are going out there and, they're, and they, they sound like them. None of them are right. original. Right. And they're exactly right. And there's guys that are using the names. Not going to mention the names of the bands, right. but that are using the names where there's not one original member. Not one. Which, to me, that is just completely wrong you know i mean if you are dedicating it to say a deceased member and you're doing it like a charity kind of event to to you know kind of like you know like the ronnie james dio uh benefits you know shows and 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 events um something loving to that effect of to, to you know to as a charity for whatever 
unfortunately kills the original member, mm -hmm. that I can understand mm -hmm. if it's promoted that way. But they're not doing that. It's a it's a cash grab. I've been with Ronnie's wife three times. She just really, really brings it together when it comes to, oh, okay, yeah. this is what we're going to do for this show. We're going to stick to it. Right. Exactly. Agreed. You know, no, she's great. And she really goes all out for that charity, you know. So, and I've you know, participated in quite a few, almost all the events for the last, I don't know, five years or so. Wow, wow. Just did the one um, in the park here near where I live in Encino, because that's where Ronnie lived, um, and Balboa Park. And, um, yeah, I sang with the guys from White Snake, which oh. was great. Oh, yeah, including, including Adrian Vandenberg. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so what is it like to live someone else's bucket list? Because the, you know we would all like to sing with White Snake, or we would all like to sing with Ford. Right. And it's cool. I mean, but you know, it's I had a it was a lot of work and sacrifice. You yeah. know, with no guarantee. That's why I always say, if you you know any young kids ask me, you know, give me any advice, what could you do? I said, look, it's a different world now than when I was coming up because it's all digital. But the most important thing I can say is that if there's something else maybe you would rather do, do that first. Ooh, wow. Try that first. And you can always have music on the side. Yeah. And then you'll know because you have to be in it for the right reason, for the passion and the love of it, and that basically you can't imagine going through life without doing this. Mm. And if you don't feel that way, then it is so difficult in this day and age in some ways that I would suggest, you know, just maybe do it as a hobby. <laughs> God, I hate that word. I hate that word so bad. I hate that word, too. <laughs> but I'm, all right, I just do it on the side, let's just say. Like have something else, you know, <laughs> if there's something else you'd rather do. But if you don't feel that way, if you were like I was, well, I didn't, you know, I got to watch my P's and Q's, right? <laughs> okay. You can put some <laughs> elemental P's in there if you want to. <laughs> All right. I'm like, you don't give a fuck what you have to do and how much you have to struggle and sacrifice and pay dues and whatever. Um, and you believe in yourself that strongly, then, yeah, go for it, you know, and learn how to use what is available to you these days. You know, the digital market, which these kids, you know, they grew up with stuff you know they grew up with the, the internet right yeah so it's like use that to your advantage you don't have to rely on the machine anymore you know like we had to when i was a kid coming up yeah which the machine i refer to the you know major record companies um you don't have to necessarily so that's you know that's the advice i give them you know and get out there and i still believe you got to get out and play i'm sorry I know there's the whole streaming thing and all that. And yeah, we did that some of that even during the pandemic. But I still believe it's about live performances. You yeah, know? yeah, because these these talent shows on television are saying, oh, all you got all you got to do is just show up and see if you can win the talent contest. And I, I'm going, right. I, I, that's that's just not part of the blood that you have to put into every song. But agreed, Arrow. I know what you mean. You know, I mean, I I see some of this. That's why I hate some of those programs because. You know, it's like, oh, mom said I sounded great in the shower, so now I'm going to go. <laughs> and some of them have never been on stage or maybe karaoke, and that's about it, right? <laughs> oh, my God. You know? If you only knew how many people come up to me and say, yeah, they say I have a great voice for radio. Really? Is that what you think radio is, having a great voice? That has yeah, nothing right. to do with the journey, buddy. Right. I agree, Mike. I agree, Mike. <laughs>
Totally. All right, we have you to know. talk shop about Westbound because you've got a song called Don't, Don't Stand in My Sunshine. First of all, there, there's so many interpretations of this song because you could be blocking my sunshine and, and, and you, you, you could be like, I'm celebrating life, but you're in my way. Get out of my way. But, but at the same time, I sit here and say, this has been released at the right time and, and, and because we're here in the middle of July and it's like, this is it. This is the summer right. song. Exactly right. I agree. And, and you, you, you know, you pretty much hit that nail on the head there. It's about, yeah, don't let toxic people and um, toxic situations or whatever, you know, bring you down and, and put you, in, you know, to the dark side as, as <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> lingo goes, right? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much what, what it's about. And you're right. It wasn't planned on coming out in the summertime, but it just fits. You know, it just happened to be the timing was correct on that. But how do you, um, how do you transfer that to a video, though, in this modern age of you've got you've got probably about 15 or 20 seconds of my attention? Right. Uh, we just shot a video in Nashville. And uh, I don't know. I mean, you just got to get have people really listen to it. I mm-hmm. think. You know, if you want to know the how we got the idea, Roy Z and I, producer, co-writer, wrote that with me. And we were watching a movie that starred George Clooney called Brother, Where Art Thou? Yes. It's about 20. Remember that movie? Yes. Great. Okay. Takes place during the Depression era. And they're running from the law. You know, he escapes the chain gang type deal. And they form, they start, they're singing together. Um, this is when radio was first starting out. And they, you know, they were, it's the depression, they were broke. He said, oh, if you sing into this tin can, to microphone, right, <laughs> they'll pay you $10, you know? And that was worth, what, probably $1,000 or somewhere around that back then. So that that's that song and that they what they call themselves, the Soggy Bottom Boys. Yep. So we were watching that and we put, wow, that song they had. And I, I don't remember it right off the name, the title right off the you know, top of my head, but um, it was like, wow, what if we took something like that, not the exact song, but in that vein, and modernized it a bit, you know? Um, that's that's how we came up with the idea. That's you know? why you've and got then, that yep. harmonica in there, isn't it? Correct. Oh, you got it. See, well, I'm, I'm a bluesy guy, you know, oh so God. I love that. <laughs> I finally had a chance to, you know, put some blues harp playing on the record and, you know. I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, what's his name? Um, I can't think anyway, but you know, um, but it's, I do love it. You know, and all my favorite vocalists always play blues harps. So yeah, because you, know, you, I do you, my do, best. you do it in a way that isn't blues traveler. You, you do it in your own fashion. Right. Where it fits right. into the moment is what it does. And that's what I, right. I swear to God, that's my attraction to it. That to me is part of the hook of the song. Thank you. Well, you know, you listen to like Jagger playing, Blues Harp, you listen to Robert Plant, listen to Roger Daltrey, Steven Tyler. They're all good, but they're not like you said, the guys from Blue Tra- you know, what's his name from Blues Traveler, big John guy. Yeah. You know John Popper. Um, John Popper. Popper, that's it. Popper. Yeah, I met him once. Really sweet guy. But uh yeah, I mean it's we're not to that <laughs> that good at it. I mean that guy's amazing. But uh yeah, I mean it, it's kind of it just fills it. It's the old school, you know, it's with just uh acoustic guitar or something and uh, and a little blues harp sitting around a campfire kind of deal, yeah. you know? Well, it, the thing about it is is that you respect every instrument because uh, although that, that harmonica really does come through and it goes, whoa, what's going on here? Your guitar right. riffs and the vocals really blend in there quite well. It's You respect every level of what makes this song. 
Yeah, thank you for those kind words. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm glad that's getting across. But the, you got to yeah. be sitting inside that studio and inside that control room going, okay, what are we doing? There's something missing. We've got to try this. Let's go over here and do it again. That's correct. You're right. I heard the blues heart in my head right away when we wrote the song. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I was like, yes, this will work. You know, and I, I was thinking a little bit of that, that song and also when the levee breaks, a little bit, just, you know, especially in the upbeat part, you know. So, but, were, were the harmonies there all the way from the very beginning? Because, I mean, that, that's one of the things. I'm addicted to harmonies. I love harmonies. Yeah, I'm sure. sick for harmonies. No, I did that later on, actually. Really? I, can't, I okay. thought it was missing something, and I was like, wait a second. I got an idea. And then I started, yeah, we were in the studio listening. And I, went, and I just went in, you know, did it one take, and that was it. <laughs> So, but, but that's so, that's the one thing I like about modern day music now, and I wish listeners would tap into it. Is that you are physically in a studio nowadays, and you are in control. It's not an engineer sitting there going, "Well, you know, back in 1969, I did this with such and such yeah, performer." Right. No, you're absolutely right. It's great, and you know, yeah, you're in control, and that's that's what I said. You control your own destiny and your own career, and you know, whatever. It, 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 you're not relying on the machine anymore. You're not relying on producers. You know, I mean, yes, it helps. I mean, Roy Z, but we're friends. You know, we've worked together for, God, on and off for 20 years. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's different. So coming in but, at 321 for a time, I mean, that that perfectly fits you into adult top 40. I, I You're going to reach beyond uh, modern rock stations because, I mean, you're setting yourself up for those adults who want to hear some rock and, and, and get a little bit of some of that adult contemporary as well. Right. I, I really appreciate you saying that. I agree. And that's why I thought, you know, we filmed the video in Nashville and I was like, it's the perfect setting for this song. The whole, the atmosphere of the song, you know, the old school, you know, like I said, we got the idea from that movie, um, so, which takes place in the South. So, yeah, I mean, I think it was perfect for that and it can reach you know, cross over to quite a few markets, as you mentioned. So. Yeah, one of the things, I was, I was with uh, uh, Mark Altman this morning, and, and the thing is is that we talked about the music of 1982, how it changed the face of music. I swear to God, there's a movement happening today, but, but radio refused to, refuses to jump on it. How do we reach beyond this? I mean, do, do you step onto other platforms and say, we've got to make the cause and the effect ourselves, and, and if radio doesn't want to play along, just, just I don't care. Let, let's just do it. Well, that's why there's so many podcast shows, I think, yep. you know? Yep. And they can play whatever they want. They're not dictated by, oh, no, you have to play these songs and that's it. You know, um, you know that's why the old days was all that payola and all that oh, stuff. Oh, and that's, that's coming up again, dude. It's coming up again. Oh, is it really? Oh, my God. It's in the headlines again because now they're going after the podcasters about who's getting paid to play what song. And it's like, oh, my God, I just did an oh, interview last God. week. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. It's usually <laughs> the beginning of the end, you know, the start. It could be years and years and years, but uh, God forbid if it gets to that point again. Oh, my God, because the, the big subject last week was Semisonic with Closing Time and how they used it as a tool. And it's like, oh, drop it, please. We're not there. We're not there. I swear to God, we're not there. We're not there yet. No, no, I agree. <laughs> but unfortunately, you know, uh, I didn't know that it was rearing his ugly head again. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's become the talk. Wow. So now, when are, are are you jumping on Threads? I mean, Threads, seventy-eight million people. Are you guys doing anything on there yet? I'm sorry, what was that? Are you are you jumping on to Threads yet? Because I mean, there's seventy-eight million people that made that jump this in the past two weeks. 
I know what you mean. Yeah, as far as I know, that's what the label is planning on doing. Good, good. So yeah, absolutely. Oh. It's a brand new label, like I said. I just signed with, and uh, we're the first band that they're releasing. Actually, they've got oh. a few other. You're gonna be a so pioneer. we're the first band release. We're working on the record. It's with sophomore record right now, which probably would not be out till next year. Mm-hmm. That's why we decided this day and age, it's you know better to release the singles first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, build the momentum. And, and I guess because of the shutdown, you know, lockdown for, during the pandemic, let also fans and people know in general that the band is still around, you know, we're still together. And, uh, you know, and we're still out there playing and here's something new. And here's a new video. And, you know, we'll have the entire record within a year or less. How important is the merchandise? Because my wife and I were talking before the conversation about how, you know, CDs, cassettes, albums, it seems like this, the, the younger generation wants what we once had. And, and they're finding out that the quality was so much greater. You're absolutely right. And they are finally realizing that, that you don't get that kind of sound, you know, digitally. It's, you know, I, I agree. You know, it's, and I, I'm glad they're listening to records, and you know, again, um, merchandising uh, is basically so important to be able to survive on the road, especially as a new band, mm-hmm. because, you know, we're not really making anything on publishing anymore. Very little, unless you're fortunate enough to get it placed in a movie or TV show, you know, um, you know, uh, streaming, we're getting screwed on that too. <laughs> oh, so it's merchandising, you know, it's expensive to be on the road these days, yep. you know? And, uh, and that really, really helps a lot. Like I said, especially with the new bands, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're talking about the sound. I agree. There's nothing like analog. Yeah. Um, and I think you know, even the younger crowd is realizing that now, so that you can hear the difference in the sound and what you lose when it's just digital. All right, let's let's confront the elephant in the room, and that is AI. You know darn good and well somebody's oh, out there. Oh, I know. I- <laughs> What is that doing to your creative process? <laughs> well, I know. I mean, I, 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 I shudder. It's like, what's going to happen, you know, in the next few years? You know, I don't know. But you're not going to know what's real anymore. I mean, they're, they're trying to come up with laws and right now. I know that, that they're working on that. But we'll see. I mean, you know, I mean, hell, a kid would be able to do a whole movie in his bedroom. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, that's why that's not only the music industry, but, the, you know, the motion picture industry, that everything is, is kind of all they're all freaking out going, oh, my God, you know, what are we going to do here? How do we how do we keep a lid on this? Even and, as a voiceover actor, it, it affects us. I mean, we, we can't. Go oh, out. I'm sure oh, it's it's just totally silencing our world. You know, and then, of course, next should be an election year. Oh, that's going to be even uglier. So, you know, not bad enough already, right? So, uh, but, you know, the good news, though, Chaz, is the fact that I just read an article that's saying that, that everybody has it wrong between um, the, the baby boomers and, and the new uh, generation. And, and the reason why they, they've got it wrong is they think that there's, there's 50 years of difference. When, in fact, if you go in there and you study it, the baby boomers and the new generation are one in the same. They're, they're going to be who we are wow i guess well I, I mean i'm considered gen x i guess yeah yeah but but yeah wow that's that's good to know that gives me hope for the future <laughs> <laughs> you know i agree that's great you know and i can't i don't know what do they call the not gen z but there's another for even younger crowd 
because uh, I talked to some of these teenage kids and stuff, but I don't know what, the, I forget what gen they call them, but nevertheless, it seems to me that they're, I don't know, you're right, they're more old school. They're, if they if it's if they go after something they want and they, they understand that it's not going to get handed to them. They don't think they're entitled. And they're yeah. not afraid to protest and bring the songs that have touched their lives to that protest. I agree. I agree. So that right there gives me hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A glimmer of it, at least. <laughs> so where, where can listeners go to give you guys some love and support and to buy that merchandise? Because like you said, well, that merchandise is so important. Right. Exactly. Um, the, well, the single itself, the new single, Don't Stand in My Sunshine, is available on all digital platforms, you know, Spotify, etc., Apple. And then uh, um, go to westboundofficial.com. Dot com for anything else regarding Westbound, the band members, shows, um, you know, things, tours, whatever. Everything will be is available on there. And of course, that links you to, you know, Facebook, Instagram, etc. Now, now, listeners need to understand that you also need to be a part of the iTunes Top 100. They've got to get this song. And because that's what's going to open the door for you to play in these clubs and arenas. Because that, those, those owners and those, and those people that are in the business ha- have got to have some numbers. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the good thing is my new label, they're really behind us. They really believe in us. Um, it's not strangers. I've known these people for years, so that's a good thing. And and they're willing to go out of their way to make sure it's, you know, promoted uh, to the utmost extent. So that's a good thing. Wow. Yeah. You got to come back to this show. You know the door is always going to be open for you, dude. Thank you, Arrow. It's good to talk to you again. Yeah. I don't know what it's been, what, a little over a year? Something yeah, like that? That, that's too long. That's too long. You're releasing songs faster I than do. that. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, my friend. Well, you, you sound great. Well, so do you, man. I always love your stories, and I love your honesty, man. And then, and, and because that's how we're gonna we're gonna shape the future is that we've got to bring the experience to them. Because right now they're on cloud nine. I agree. <laughs> I agree. You, you hit the nail on the head. I well, couldn't have said it better myself. Well, you be brilliant today, okay, sir? All right, my friend. Have a great day. All the best. You bet. Rock on. <laughs> Bye, guys.